Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, and I should say yo, because I am a Philadelphia native, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I am very, very excited. This is Geraldine St. Joseph doing a little bit something just a tad bit different than normal. Not that I have any continuity to things that I do anyway, but the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and although that is like amazing and fantastic in and of its own right, what makes it even more so is the amount of energy that was generated behind this team and everything that they went through to get where they are. I think some of the things that we need to focus on is not just that they won, because whether they won the Super Bowl or not, they still achieved greatness. And I know I sound like I'm gushing. I kind of am. What I have seen in sports, and I have been an avid sports fan at different points in my life. I'm more of a a flyers and hockey person. But what I see very often when I tune in is that teams are created around superstars and that superstar is the focus and they will have one or two subsidiary people that they work with who don't get as much credit, but do get some credit. And then the rest of the team is just kind of there. What I saw with the Eagles team this year was something very different. What I saw was a team that was counted out many times. Uh, What I saw was a team that really went through their paces and figured out what they needed to do to achieve their goals with a great coach who was belittled with losing their star quote unquote quarterback and bringing up Foles who was belittled losing players along the way who in other teams once the star is lost the team kind of falls apart but because the Eagles this year were a team without a star who worked and functioned as a team each loss that they were criticized for and were told oh they're never going to come back from this actually fueled the fire and help them become even more cohesive and even more of a team. The way a real team works, the way a real family works, you don't have a singular person on whom the weight of the world is pressed. Everyone works together. And working together, the weight is not so heavy. So it taught us a lot by watching this in a lot of different ways. First is that you cannot allow other people's opinions of who you are and who you're supposed to be to dictate who you are and who you are becoming. Oftentimes we allow other people to, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this that doesn't sound bad, (laughs) but to crush our dreams to allow them to insert themselves into our reality, into our vision for who we are and where we're going. And sometimes this works to our benefit in that there are people who are around us who are very uplifting, like the coach of the Eagles was, where he was like, 
never say die. We might be the underdogs, but it's just another game. And how many times we heard Foles say, it's just another game. We can't approach the Super Bowl like it's this overwhelming task that we only have one shot to do. We have to look at it as just another game because that's really all it was. That's really all it is. Yes, you win the championship, but if you treat it like it's insurmountable, it's going to be insurmountable. So allowing others to interfere in our dream work, in our goals, in a negative way is not helpful. So in saying that, there are some things that we need to look at. So one of the things you need to look at is when someone is giving us their opinion, is it helpful or not? Sometimes someone else's opinion might hurt us emotionally, but it might actually be helpful. So things like constructive criticism. Be open to hearing what might be there that's useful. And I say this all the time. So when someone tells you that something you're writing is all over the place, it doesn't really make sense, what are you talking about? This character's missing or this character doesn't have development. If you did this, it might be better. And you just get all crazy and be like, oh, no, it's perfect just the way it is. That might have been constructive criticism. Maybe you need to go back and look and see, okay, maybe I did get off track here and there, and I need to tighten this up, and it will be a better story. Or it could just be criticism, somebody who's jealous of what you're doing or doesn't have the capacity to do it on their own or is afraid that you're going to be better than them, who turns around and is like, oh, your story's awful. I just, I don't even understand. It's terrible. That's not constructive criticism. That's just being mean or judgmental or however you want to look at that. If it's constructive, it will lead you to a place where you can do something about it. It will lead you to look at things in a different perspective, and that's okay. How it's delivered would be nice if it were delivered in a way that you could receive it, but that's not always the way constructive criticism is given, and sometimes it's us who has a problem with receiving it. So going back to the Eagles, when Wentz was hurt and Foles came up, in a lot of situations like that, the ego takes over and Foles would have been like, it's my team now, I'm doing it my way, and this is the way we're going to do things, and Wentz isn't here anymore and I don't want to hear his name. And then that team member then is, is put to the side because he's injured and no longer utilized his um, his wisdom, his experience, his knowledge is, is no longer taken into account because he's injured, so he cannot possibly help. But what the Eagles did and what Foles did was they brought Wentz in. He was on the sidelines whenever he could be. He helped to coach Foles, not for Foles to change his style to become another Wentz, but for Foles to really step up and become the best Foles that he could be. And that's what empowerment is about. They also empowered Wentz to still remain an active part of the team. They listened to him. They took his advice. They didn't always follow probably exactly what he said, but he gave his two cents and it was included. And 
he was still felt as a member of the team. Another thing that the, the Eagles did, which is very unusual from what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but one of their teammates became ill in September and had to stop playing. He had to retire. When they won the Super Bowl, they chose to give him a Super Bowl ring because he was part of what got them there. He wasn't there on the day. He was even there for part of the season, but he was part of the team. He helped them build to that point. I'm not saying that without him, they wouldn't have been able to do it. But with him, they did do it. So to give him credit for his participation at the beginning of the year is astounding. So many teams don't do that. Well, you weren't on the field. You don't count. You weren't there. You don't count. You got hurt. You don't count. If we want things to work, even as a society, we need to see and acknowledge people's worth, regardless of where they are, whether they are on the sidelines or whether they are on the field playing actively or whether they're helping to coach somebody or whether they're just there as a cheerleader helping to uplift and give hope. Whether they're a leader or whether they're part of the foundation. The pyramid needs all of its parts to be a pyramid. Everyone cannot be the pinnacle. And the pinnacle is not necessarily the most important part because it would all fall apart without the foundation. And that's something in our society in our world, is more and more forgotten. We need to remember we need our foundations. So whether that foundation is the migrant workers who do a lot of the backbreaking work to get our food on our tables, whether that foundation be the checkout person at Walmart or the grocery store, whether that foundation be the guy who is digging in the dirt, fixing our plumbing. Those people are every bit as important as the president, as anyone in a position of power. Because truly, without those people, those that are in power would have no power. They would be worried about existing. They would be worried about eating. They would be worried about surviving, which is what a lot of people in the foundation are dealing with. So to do this, to be a real team, means that you acknowledge everyone, whether you like them or not, whether you feel that they are participating at that moment or not. So that's all about teamwork. The other thing that this team taught us is there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. There was a point in the season where they got a little arrogant, and that's when things started to fall and started not to work for them. And they realized what was happening And they pulled back 
And they were confident and are confident, but they weren't arrogant. So there was not an assumption that they would win. There was a confidence that they could win. There was not an arrogance that they're better than everybody else. There was a confidence that they could play better and do better than the people around them. The difference between confidence and arrogance is that in arrogance, you make someone less than you. In arrogance, you treat others as if they are beneath. You could be the best, but you don't have to be arrogant. Confidence is what gives you real power and real strength. So confidence is having faith in your blessings, in your in your skills, in your knowledge, in your wisdom. Confidence is having enough self-esteem that you can listen to someone else's opinion and not have to be fearful of it or not have to be afraid of it. You can acknowledge the people around you and not be less because of it. And you don't have to make less of anyone else around you. That's what confidence is. Confidence lifts up the people in your circle. Arrogance means you're standing on someone else's head. That is the difference between those two things. And the the Eagles team, they were confident. They are confident. They gave credit to everyone who participated, whether it was on the field or off whether it was their families putting up with their crazy schedules, whether it was the coach leading them on to victory, even though he did not have that kind of experience, that they followed him and had faith in him because he obviously knew what he was doing and was very, very good at it. They did not take all the credit for themselves. They always pointed out the others around them who were – giving their all also from the guys who didn't make the crazy catches, the people who were not the quarterback, but were on the field protecting and doing their job and just being there as a good foundation to move forward and to stand on, to create that pyramid that they needed in order to attain their goal. So they give credit where credit's due. They remain humble. They have confidence, not arrogance. And it's the power of positive thinking also. For the first time in the history of the city that I can remember, and I'm about to be 50, I grew up spitting distance from the Spectrum and Veterans Stadium. So I was there for a lot of this. For the first time ever, I heard people correcting one another when we talked about the Eagles leading up to the game. Not if we win, but when we win. We encouraged one another to give up the defeatist attitude, to give up staying safe and being holding back a little bit on our support and just go all in. Five million people putting out that kind of positive energy is bound to create a positive change. The atmosphere 
of the city and the surrounding areas, New Jersey, Delaware, I don't know about New York, out west of the city, all over Pennsylvania, people who have any kind of connection to the city, people who just wanted to see the underdogs prevail. It created this sense of expectation and excitement and hope and faith that things can change. If things can change here, if this team can overcome all these obstacles, and they had a lot of obstacles in the last couple of years, and even just this season alone, how many injuries do we have of major players? How many times did it look like, oh, you know, Wentz is out. It's, it's never, you're never going to recover from that. Oh, there's another player out. You're not going to recover from that. But we did because it's a team. It taught us we need to work together and support one another if we're going to prevail. It taught us that you can rise above adversity and maintain your confidence and your positive attitude and that rising above is also a part of that communication and that teamwork now while they were building all during this season they were seen as underdogs they were seen as oh they're lucky they won that oh they're never going to do this And it was constant, constant negativity being thrown at them from naysayers and people who just didn't want to believe that the teamwork would work. Even if you were listening during the Super Bowl, and this is a, I watch the Super Bowl every year basically, but I seldom sit down and really just watch it. I didn't get out of my seat during the entire thing, and it went really fast. It was a great game. But during the entire thing, I wanted to shut off the announcers because all they could talk about was the opposing team and how wonderful they are and how they were going to come back and this was nothing and that the Eagles were nothing. And downplaying everything that the Eagles did and upplaying everything that the opposing team did. And it was very annoying to listen to. And it has to be hard for people who are really invested I'm somewhat invested, but I'm not a wife, I'm not a mother, I'm not a child of these players, to hear these announcers who are supposed to be impartial and describing the game, all they talk about is what a fluke it is that we're there and how awesome it is that this other team is going to win six. And never giving credence to the possibility even that the Eagles were going to win and being completely astounded and then trying to undermine the win. Oh, well, you know, this happened or that happened. Well, things did happen. And if we look at stats, they were stacked against the Eagles. But the Eagles won because they were not relying on a single player or two players. They won because they worked as a team. And they believed in each other and their coach implicitly. And they were there for one another emotionally, mentally, and physically. It means a lot to have that kind of support to build that kind of tribe. Can we build that kind of tribe in our own lives? 
Do you have a tribe that supports you? Do you even know if you do? Sometimes we don't know these things until some kind of emergency falls upon us and we are forced to turn to our friends and family. And then you see who's really there for you and who has been at your side and has a realistic view of who you are. And it's scary. But we do need each other. As humans, we are pack animals. We are not solitary beings. We don't do well alone. And I don't mean not having a romantic partner. I mean not having solid friendships with good communication and having someone in our lives who understands who we are and who we can be fully without fear of reprisal. Everybody needs at least one person. And my mother always taught me that I was lucky if I had just one friend like that. But I find as time goes on that I have a lot of friends like that. I am very blessed. But I have spent my lifetime knowing that to have a friend, you have to be one. I have spent my lifetime building my relationships and maintaining them. That doesn't mean calling people every week or being on Facebook all the time. But it means being there when they need you. When someone calls you in the middle of the night and they're in hysterics, waking up, getting out of bed, and listening to what they have to say and being there as much as you possibly can. That means when someone is celebrating a triumph, to celebrate with them, not to be jealous, not say, well, I wish I had that. We may feel that. But then we can work towards it because now we have someone on our team who is successful, who we can mimic or we can help one another to build success also. I heard the word sacrifice quite a bit around this team and around the whole around sports, around everything. We talk about sacrifice a lot, but let's remember what sacrifice means because often when we think of sacrifice we think of the martyr syndrome where oh you just give up everything for somebody else and oh you just you lose everything that's not what sacrifice is about sacrifice is not about giving up and getting nothing in return sacrifice is about giving something up to get something of much greater value so where does sacrifice come from let's remember that in biblical times they would sacrifice a goat or a ram in order to have a good harvest. So they sacrificed one animal, one animal's meat, one animal's flesh, one animal's life, and in some situations, a person's life, in order to sustain everyone else. So giving up that one animal gave food to thousands. That's what sacrifice is. It's not about giving things up for nothing. It's you're giving it up for something of much greater value. So if you are working at a corporate job where you're making good money, but it's killing you because the hours are awful and you don't get to spend any time with your family and you have no tribe and you choose to leave that job, you're sacrificing the money. 
Yes. But what are you getting? You're getting time. Time is worth so much more than money. Health is worth so much more than money. You're getting your tribe. And maybe you're not making as much money and you can't drive a fancy car or have a huge house, but you're comfortable and you're doing something that allows you to spend time with your family and to be healthy mentally, emotionally, and physically. It all counts. If you're not healthy mentally and emotionally, physical health doesn't count for a whole lot. If you look at your your body as this is your team, your mental, emotional, and physical are three layers of you, and they have to work together. In order for you to be truly healthy and truly empowered, you need all three of these things to be working in unison. You need all three of these things to be healthy. So you need your emotional self to be calm and joyful and peaceful. You need your mental health to be focused and, again, peaceful. And you need your physical health to be strong and robust and vivacious. These three things together, in whatever way they work in your physical body, not everybody can walk. Not everybody can see. It doesn't mean that they can't be healthy. That is health for their body. We look at each other and we judge each other by where we are. And we need to stop doing that. Because where we are does not matter to the other person. The other person may see us as a goal, as a place to get to. But what we really need to look at is what is the best for them? What is the most that they can hope to achieve? What is the most that you can hope to achieve? We are individuals and at the same time part of a very complex unified force. So let's talk about the underdog for a second. The Eagles were called the underdog throughout the season. They were coming from a losing place. They had a coach who was not used to being in the NFL. Um, They were not the best team on paper. However, they came together and worked together to become the best in their, their field. We look at the underdog motif as David and Goliath, as being seen as weak and an underling and less than something else, the powers that be that hold us down, that mock us, that put boulders in our way. But as the underdog, we take these boulders and we make building blocks out of them and we create something unexpected. As underdogs, when we work together, we are no longer weak. We weave together a pattern of strength where your strength meets mine. Maybe your strength is my weakness or my Strength is your weakness, and together we are strong. Like a jigsaw puzzle, our pieces fit together. As a society, we create something. But we need to 
acknowledge that not all the pieces are going to be the same. Otherwise, it won't work. And we need to acknowledge and have faith in and love for every type of piece so that when this jigsaw puzzle comes together, it comes together in strength and in unity. And it benefits all of us, not just the quarterback, not just his top receiver, but the whole team. So the Eagles taught us to remain humble, to give credit where credit's due, that confidence is so much more than arrogance, so much more powerful than arrogance, and to work together, communicate well, and to be a team. Let's take these lessons and this inspiration we've been given and follow this wave so that we can create great things in the future. This is Gerilyn St. Joseph. This was your spiritual journey. And please contact me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know what you think. Gerilyn St. Joseph, signing off. Thank you and have a great day. My email address is Gerilyn, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Gerilyn at voiceofspirit.com. Mahalo for your time.